0: Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of I Digress, a podcast about nothing. I'm Sydney Page, and today I'm discussing Star Trek. Primarily, the original six movies with Kirk and his crew, along with the three reboots and the original series, and just what worked about the films and what didn't. So, I'll start by ranking them. In sixth place for the worst of the movies, not a bad movie, but... Definitely not the best. Star Trek The Motion Picture. The reason I would put this film in last place is it didn't feel like a film. It felt like I was watching another episode of the original series. It's... I just think that if you're going to bother with getting the band back together to make a movie, you should go all out. And this film didn't really accomplish that. The whole thing with V'ger, the Voyager 6, it felt like something that would have happened in an episode of the original series. And they would have cleaned it up very quickly, which they did in this film. There wasn't a whole lot of big threat going on. or The stakes weren't very high. And it's good filmography and everything. Robert Weiss did a good job with it. I just think that it could have been bigger. Could have been better, but eh, just failed there. Also, another reason I would put this this one in last place is there was no scenes that really stand out. With all the other films, I can rattle off scene after scene after scene of stuff that I thought was so hilarious or so great or so emotional that I would have to go back and rewatch it. There's no scene in this movie where I can say that. Um... But for a movie from 1979, still pretty good. And it was great to see Kirk and his crew back together on the big screen and know that their voyages continued after the five-year mission ended. In fifth place, I would say Star Trek V, The Final Frontier, which came out in 1989 and was the only one directed by William Shatner. This was not the best movie ever. Everybody already knows that. But it was not as bad as people like to say. It may have won the Razzie Award for Worst Picture, but I don't think that it could have really been the Worst Picture of 89. One reason I would put this one so far back on the list is it, like the motion picture, it felt like I was watching another episode. This is mainly because the characters end off the same way they start. they By the end of the movie, none of them have progressed in rank or life status or anything. They're just still where they were at the beginning. Uh, this is quite literally in the case of Jim, Spock, and Bones, who started out by camping at Yosemite and anded, ended with camping at Yosemite. Which was cute, but redundant. Uh, Another thing I didn't love was I didn't love how easily the crew turned over to Cybok. I mean, these guys are awesome. They're awesome characters. They've done so much for the galaxy. And just like that, they were on Cybok's side because he took away their pain, which was kind of weak. Uh, Only Kirk, Spock, and Bones persevered and were able to... Tell Cybok to butt out and Scotty. Scotty was able to hold his own for a while. (laughs) And. But this movie, unlike the motion picture, had some really funny scenes. The rock climbing, the camping when Spock requests a sing along, when Sulu and Chekhov are hiking in Mount Rushmore together and to avoid. People knowing that they got lost said they were stuck in a blizzard. Um, I think my f- the funniest scene was when Spock, Bones, and Kirk got locked in the brig and then Scotty busted them out. And then immediately after that, he says, oh, I know this ship like the back of my hand and then runs into a pole and gets knocked unconscious. Scotty's a hilarious character. Um, the best scene in this film had to be when Sybok tries to take away Spock's pain by showing him his memories of when his father didn't really love him because he was half human, or he didn't fit in at school because he was half human. But then Spock says, buddy, I'm not that lonely kid you left behind. I have a place now. I have a family And I don't have that pain anymore because I found my place. And I think that that just shows how the bond between these central seven characters, how much they've overcome together, how great they are together, that someone like Spock, who's supposed to be an emotionless Vulcan, sees them as family and sees that his place is here in Starfleet with them. And so that probably made that the best scene in the film. My favorite thing about this film, though, it is the first and only movie since the original series where all of the Central Seven are actual, official, working members of the Enterprise crew and are traveling aboard it together. makes it the most like the original series. All the other films, they were Kirk was an admiral, or Chekhov was the first officer of the Reliant, or Spock and Bones had retired... But now they're all back on together, they're all working, they're traveling through the galaxy together, and it's nice to see them like that again after so many movies where they've been going their separate ways. For fourth place, I would say Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, directed by Nicholas Meyer. This one was very bittersweet. It was a great story of the Enterprise, but it was their last voyage together. And that was hard to bear. It was hard to watch them knowing that they were all going to retire after this or going on to different jobs. They'd be splitting up. They wouldn't be saving the galaxy together anymore. But... It was definitely a great way for them to go out with a bang. Saving the universe from Admiral Cartwright and Valeris and General Chang. I guess they weren't saving the universe. They were more just saving the Federation from war with the Klingons. But still a great story. Um, One thing I really liked about this film was when Sulu risks his career and aids the Enterprise crew. He... When Starfleet asked him if he knew where the Enterprise was, he told them no, even though he knew fully well where they were. And he defied Starfleet orders to go help them blow up the Klingon Bird of Prey. It just shows the perseverance of the Central Seven's relationship where that Sulu has moved on to a command position, and he's still risking his career to help his old friends. And that probably also led to my favorite scene in the film, when the Enterprise and the Excelsior shoot down the Klingon Bird of Prey right outside the Klingon Federation Peace Conference. Just watching Kirk and Sulu yelling fire from their captain's chairs was a pretty cool thing to see. But, yeah, I'd have to put it in fourth place because it's just hard to watch it knowing it's the end. Still a great film, though. In third place, a lot of people might disagree with me on this, but I would say third place goes to Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Some people say it's the best film in the franchise. I disagree. I I think that this one, I would put in between partly like another episode of the series and partly like a full-on movie. Because there were big things that happened in this one. That makes it feel like, like, all right, spoiler here, the end when Spock dies, that would never, something like that would never happen in the original series. And so you can't watch this and say, oh yeah, it's just another episode. It's definitely a great movie. But then, I don't know, I can't really describe it. All I can say is that it felt like, parts of it felt like another episode. Maybe because it was the only one that was a direct sequel to one of the episodes, Space Seed. Season 1, Episode 2 from 1967, which probably was one of the better episodes of the whole series. I think that the whole idea of Khan is just really cool. A genetically altered superhuman that had been put to sleep for hundreds of years. He went in the complete opposite direction of Steve Rogers, who, when he woke up, became a superhero. Khan did not do that. But probably my favorite scene in this film was when Khan is monitoring their, tra- monitoring their transmissions. Spock tells Kirk that the Enterprise's power is down and they're unable to beam Kirk, Bones, Chekhov, Lieutenant Savick, and Carol and David Marcus onto the ship from the deserted planet that Khan has trapped them on. And Sofik asked Kirk how to beat the Kobayashi Maru test, as he's the only person to have ever passed it, and she recently failed it. He said he changed the conditions of the test so it was possible to pass it. David says he's cheated, to which Kirk responds, I don't like to lose, and, then, and that he doesn't believe in no scenarios. And then, in a moment that puts a big old grin on your face, Kirk whips out his communicator and calls Spock. They've been speaking in code before to double cross Khan, and are ready to beam him up to the ship. Then Jim turns to Savik and says, "I don't like to lose." That may be one of the best scenes in the entire franchise. That was freaking hilarious and freaking awesome. I mean, Kirk is just the coolest. But I also liked at the end when David says he was proud to be Kirk's son. I liked, of course, I liked when Kirk was so heartbroken over Spock's death. I mean, his death was devastating for the viewer, yes. But to see Kirk react like that really shows you how much he cares about him, which is always nice to see. And I will get to that in a minute, why that's so nice. This was a great film. It's hard to put it in third place because it was so fantastic, but I put it in third place because the next two are just really, really great. That leads me to the second place movie, Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home, directed by Leonard Nimoy. Spot. This was, hands down, the funniest of all the films. It was a beacon of light in a mostly dark and solemn franchise. Which was a nice break from all that. Even the original series, a lot of the episodes were pretty dark with the occasional laugh in there. And mirroring that was the movies, which were pretty dark. But The Voyage Home was just hilarious. I love that... It starts out with the Central 7 in exile on Vulcan altogether. And then just the whole thing of it, going back in time, all the jokes made there, very funny. I think the reason that this one was able to be so funny was it was the only film to go without a big bad. It made room for jokes over an antagonist. And the lack of an antagonist is what added to the humor. There's no one there to be grumpy and mean the whole time. It's just the Central 7 crew goofing around and not really having any idea what they're doing in 1986. This one, along with the search for Spock, has some of the best character moments throughout the franchise. It focuses in on characters that have kind of been side-shadowed in earlier movies, like Uhura and Sulu and Chekhov and Scotty, um, they really got their focus in this film. Like when Sulu steals the Huey 204 and the pilot asks him, you fly? And he says, oh, here and there. Or when Chekhov is running away from the Marines on the Enterprise Naval Carrier with a big old smile on his face. Or when Scotty and Bones pretend to be a professor and his assistant to get the materials needed to fashion the whale tank from PlexiCorp, and they try talking to the computer because they never used keyboards before in the future. Mm, definitely, one of my favorite things about the film was when they find out Chekov is in the hospital, and he might not make it, and Spock says instead of going to get the whales, which is obviously the logical choice because they may not have forever to do that. They may only have a few minutes, but he says, no, we have to go get Chekov. He's our friend and we can't leave him behind. A few years earlier, Spock might have not said something like that. He might've said that, forget about him. We need to go get those whales and get back to the future while we still can. But after coming back to life, Spock was a lot more in tune with his emotions and... He just became an all-around better friend and a better character for it. It was a great, it was a great character, great character development in that film. Uh, one, another funny film when Gillian asks them if they like Italian and Spock insists, no, he does not like Italian and is completely missing Kirk's clues. Uh, just that represents the friendship between Kirk and Spock and how it's not always serious. It can also be very funny. But probably the best scene out of all of those, lots of great moments in that film, but the best scene had to be when they were laughing and playing in the San Francisco Bay after returning the whales to the 23rd century. I mean, they're all just throwing each other into the water and having fun. It shows that they're not just... Colleagues, they're also best friends, and even Spock, like he's actually laughing of his own free will, something that had rarely happened before. And he and Jim are throwing each other into the water. I do have one question about this movie, though. What was with Bones acting like he had a crush on Spock the entire time? Did anybody else notice that every time we talked to him, he had this big schoolgirl grin on his face, like he wanted Spock to ask him out? That was weird. Anyways, the first place film, the very best one, in my opinion, had to be The Search for Spock from 1984, also directed by Leonard Nimoy. I guess that definitely says something for Nimoy that the best two films were both directed by him. I can't explain why I thought this movie was better than The Voyage Home. It just was. I just liked it more... For some reason, maybe it was because the intensity of everything, how the Central Seven besides Spock, who was dead, obviously, they all risked their careers and gave up everything to steal the Enterprise and go back to the Genesis planet. It's like that scene in the San Francisco Bay, it showed us that they're more than just colleagues, they're friends their family and spock means so much to them that they would risk everything they have to do this for him and they don't even know it's maybe not just their careers they're risking it could be their lives space is dangerous they know that they may not come back but they have to do this for their friend and i think that i think that was what made the movie so special the sacrifice that they were all willing to make for this man that sometimes could be kind of a jerk to them. Granted, he is Vulcan. But. Along with the Voyage Home, this had some of the most memorable, memorable character moments in the whole series. Like Uhura stuffing the lieutenant, aka Mr. Adventure, into the closet. Sulu beating up the guard and telling him not to call him Tiny. Kirk telling Sarek that his son meant more to him than he can know, or Kirk being turned down by Admiral Cartwright to go to Genesis plan and saying to Sulu and Chekhov, I'm going to go anyways. Lots of great scenes. Like I said with the motion picture, no scenes that really stood out to me. With the voyage home and search for Spock and really all the other ones, there were lots that stood out. There's lots of things where I will just... In the middle of something, I'll just stop what I'm doing and go on YouTube and rewatch some funny scene because I love the characters or I love the jokes or I love the action, whatever it is. And The Search for Spock had a lot of those. Um, It also had stuff that wasn't scenes that weren't character-based that were very memorable, like the Enterprise going down, the very first Enterprise I mean, there were lots after that. The Enterprise A was decommissioned after Undiscovered Country. The Enterprise D was destroyed in Star Trek Generations. But this was the very first Enterprise. This kicked off the whole Star Trek universe. And this was the film where they finally lost it. But Kirk destroyed it to stop the Klingons and save his friend. Also, Kirk's son being killed. It was... Shatner described that scene when Kirk falls down and says, Klingon bastards, you killed my son. Shatner described that scene as Kirk's most celluloid moment. I don't know what that means, but if he was saying it was special, it definitely was. He. You don't see him in a position like that very often. The only other times would be like when Spock died or when the Enterprise went down. But he just he kind of lost it for a second and that really hard to watch on Kirk but also kind of awesome for the viewer to see just to see him act like that and to know that he is human he's not immortal because he's the captain think bad things can happen to him also reuniting with Spock when he's kind of got a little smile on his face when everyone over comes over to see him with big smiles on their faces or Kirk kicking Crudge off of the cliff. That was pretty funny. The best scene for this film, that is hard to say. I don't want to say it's like when the Enterprise went down because that makes it sound like I think that the Enterprise should be destroyed. But I was it was probably Kirk's sacrifice there that made the scene so great that he was willing to do that just to save Spock. Uh, I don't know, something like that. What do I think makes these films so great? What is it that brings viewers back 50 years later just to continue enjoying these movies? It's probably the strength of their friendship, the friendship between the characters that holds the series together. Not the action, not the humor it's that these people care about each other so much that they'll die for each other, that they'll risk their careers for each other, whatever it is, that, like, in The Final final Frontier, when Cybok takes Bones' pain away, he's very thankful that he doesn't have to feel bad about what happened to his dad anymore. But then when Kirk and Spock are like, I'm still going to resist you, Bones is like, all right, well, I'm going to have to resist him with them. Just... Even though he's seen Cybok's way might be the right way, he still will join his friends. They all will. And I think that this relationship stands out the most, definitely stands out the most, in the search for Spock. When Kirk and his inner circle, all risk everything to go rescue him. The reboots. Star Trek 2009, Star Trek Into Darkness, and Star Trek Beyond. It is very, very rare that movie reboots are ever, ever this good. I seriously, I can't name any off the top of my head that I thought did as well as the J.J. Abrams reboots did. They had a lot of action, way more action than the original movies. And as an action junkie, that's something I love to see. They had just as much humor mixed in, just as much... The perseverance of the relationships, just as strong. Like when Kirk dies and Spock actually cries when, and Hora and Scotty both cry, stuff like that. The reboots definitely captured the essence of the original series and what Star Trek is, and improved on it in some ways, and that was really spectacular to see. I do, however, not have great things to say about all of Star Trek. I have a critique. I think the undiscovered country should have ended differently. And I think a lot of people agree with me. Kirk should have died at the end of this film. It was due. I just... Sometimes franchises get to a point where... The main character has to die. That that's the only way that show can end. An example would be Breaking Bad. There was no other way that show could end other than Walter White dying. He couldn't go back to his family; he'd have gotten arrested. He couldn't go back into hiding; he was gonna die soon from lung cancer, anyways. So he risked his life to go save Jesse, and he did die from it. But he got his friend away from the bad guys and got him to free to freedom. That was the only way that show could have ended. Star Trek was the same way the only way it should have ended was with Kirk dying it was the only way to give the viewer finality to sh- if they had kept going if with him continuing to go on living you never really know how his story is gonna end except that we found that out in Star Trek Seven generations but still he he should have, he also, he's been through so much in this in this world, he's saved the galaxy so many times, saved his crew so many times, saved the Enterprise, he was a hero, and he should have had a hero's death, and he didn't, he, he kept on living at the end of this movie, and I think that what should have happened was he should have gone out saving his crew from... Whatever it was, he should have saved the Enterprise, saved all of his friends so that they could go on and have full lives because of his sacrifice. Just like in Avengers Endgame, when Tony died, he had a hero's death. And same for Black Widow. She died so that Hawkeye could get the Infinity Stone back to the present. They had hero's deaths, and that's what Kirk deserved, and he didn't get that. And that peeves me a little bit. Instead, what happened was they all sailed off into the sunset, which was a beautiful moment. I love when he says, second star to the right, and straight on till morning. I love when Spock tells Starfleet to go to hell. But I still think that's how it should have happened. Kirk should have died. Star Trek Generations attempted to rectify this mistake, with Jim appearing to have died, saving the Enterprise B at the beginning, with Chekov and Scotty on board. He showed there that he was willing to sacrifice himself for his crew and for the people he loves. But, granted, only two people from his crew were on board, and that wasn't even his Enterprise. He had never commanded it, so it was kind of halfway between the sacrifice he should have gotten. And then he actually died at the end of that movie, saving the Enterprise D and the millions of lives on Viridian 3. I guess he didn't save the Enterprise. That was completely total, but he saved its crew. Uh, but still, it was an underwhelming and disappointing death for this legendary man who should have had a hero's death. And he just didn't. He just died because a bridge fell down and he got stuck underneath it. Granted, he did. He was saving the crew of the Enterprise in the process, which is still great. But he should have gone out in the undiscovered country in a blaze of glory. That's what he deserved. Star Trek Into Darkness did correct this mistake. It had him dying the same way Spock did in The Wrath of Khan. He fixed the warp core so that they could fly back out of Earth's atmosphere and not crash when they hit Earth. And then... Spock went and caught Khan, and it was all spectacular. And then even Kirk came back to life. He died a hero's death, he sacrificed himself, and then he got to keep on living. But just because Kirk died in the reboots and got the death he should have gotten doesn't mean that the original Kirk did. Also, another thing I think would have been nice to see with Kirk dying in the undiscovered country would have been, we would have seen how Spock would truly react to Jim's death. He had experienced Jim's death before, like in one of the episodes of the original series, the Tholian web. Everyone believed that Kirk was dead and Spock didn't really have a major reaction to this. And a reason for that is that when writers kill off characters for one episode or they're believed like they're believed to have been dead but not really dead they don't write it for the other characters to have an appropriate reaction to that death they just write them to have a reaction of how am i going to keep going to get to the end of this episode i think that if kirk had died in the undiscovered country we'd have seen how spock really felt about his death rather than how he felt about it in the Tholian web But because Kirk didn't die in the Undiscovered Country, that's not something we got to see. And so who knows how Spock would really react. Of course, you could watch into darkness and see him crying and screaming Khan and then chasing Khan through San Francisco. But it's just what should have happened. Kirk should have died in the Undiscovered Country. Should have had a hero's death. That should have been the end of it. Instead he died in generations, he died alone, like he always said he would, or at least in The Final Frontier he said he would. But it's not like it would have been the first time he'd been wrong. But instead he had an underwhelming and disappointing death in generations with only Picard there. But, but, I digress. The movie came out in 1991. There's nothing I can do to change it. Overall, these films are spectacular. They, the consistency with them, the consistency with the greatness of them. It's rare in a franchise that every film that comes out of it is so awesome. Either you get franchises that start off good and get worse, like Die Hard, or you start, you have ones that start off bad and get better. But these ones, it is just great throughout. There's definitely some fluctuation, like. You've got The Voyage Home, which was spectacular. And then The Final Frontier, which was not even close to as great. And then The Discovery Country, which was better, but still not anywhere near The Voyage Home. Fluctuation. It, it goes up and down. But it just, the consistency with the greatness of it, is something that makes the franchise very enjoyable. You can turn on any movie, and you're going to have a good time. And this continues with the reboots. Each one is very great. I loved Star Trek 09, getting to see how their story started off, getting to see further into the relationship between the characters. The reboots really stuck to the humor of the franchise. It added on to the action, way better action scenes than originals. And it stuck to the relationship between the characters and their pers- their perseverance, and everything, and how much they appreciate their captain. And I, that's just one of the things that makes this franchise so good. Every film is great. Every film is funny. The characters are awesome. They're so lovable. It's definitely something that. Star Trek is something I will never forget about. I will continue to watch the movies and the TV show till I'm old. Anyways, this has been the first episode of I Digress, a podcast about nothing. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a good night.